0: Welcome everybody. (laughs) Happy Sunday. We're going to be talking about the real estate market because you know the interest rates, they creeped at right under five and then like at the end of Friday, then it just tipped over six again. They're, they're messing with us. And that's the thing to know about interest rates. They're always gonna go up and they're always gonna go down, but you have to check every single day because if you start on Monday and you're like, well, the interest rates are at five, that doesn't mean by the end of the day on Monday, they're gonna be in five in the five. So <laughs> always keep an eye on it. And if you're thinking about locking in, you need to lock in. We're gonna be talking about that a little bit more today. We're also going to be talking a little bit a little bit about the uh, Biden Bill of Rights for Renters You know that's come out. Uh, we're going to be talking about that some. And uh, we're going to be talking about the fact that even though the interest rates, even if they do get in the fives, how affordable is it? And I even asked you guys in a poll right at the top. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw it there on YouTube, but there's a poll at the top. And I asked if $400,000 for a home was affordable. Because an article that we're going to be looking at said, oh, look, now that the rates are in the fives, $400,000 can get you this much. That'd be a like an over $2,500 payment. <laughs> like, I mean, are these people living in dra- la la land? Because according to the poll, and he's going to pull it up on the screen, and we're going to get to our guests in the, yeah, 69% of you said, uh, the 70% of you said that it's not affordable. This is 400,000 is not affordable. And I, I think the median price affordable. of a home right now, <laughs> 400,000 is oh, not affordable. Eddie,
1: what and you and doing?
0: I, I think you the median price affordable. of We got a an home echo right going, now, Eddie. Oops. And, whoopsie! <laughs> he forgot to turn off his microphone. We're gonna mute him. Uh Four hundred thousand is not is not a uh, affordable price for a home, in my opinion. I guess maybe if you're in the middle of California or some areas of Cal uh, Colorado, like Susanna Haney is, <laughs> that would be affordable. But I mean, my goodness, four hundred thousand. But the median income, median price home. It's how much was it 383 right now? Is it or three? Is it right there? Yeah. Right.
1: 383.
0: And now I'm like, that is the median income, the median price of a home. I'm like, that is unattainable into for a lot, a good portion of the United States.
1: Ours is 445
0: median. That is insanity. That is insanity. That's not affordable. Because if you think about it, how many people? I mean, anybody, like, under the age of, like, let's just say 35, you would have to be making some serious cash flow in order to be able to afford that. And, you know, you don't really get those big paying jobs until, like, in your 30s anyway. (laughs) And most people used to be buying their homes in their 20s, their first homes anyway. Yeah.
1: And that's what you would want them to do anyways. But, yeah can't afford it. You know, I have a 27 year old son and he's renting. He wants to buy. He's renting can't can't afford. You know, I don't know if you saw
0: my video, though, according to uh, many people, many uh, investors that children your kids age don't want to buy, they they really want to rent because they want the freedom to be able to move whenever they want. And they don't want to have the the hassle maybe of a mortgage and having the maintenance of a uh, home. But, might my is, sell that to them.
1: but they might be biased because I'm there.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. But
1: yeah. So, um, you know, I'm not necessarily kind of, I'm not helping him with money. Mm-hmm. And so he just has to make his own way.
0: You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, um, I'm not like <laughs> my parents didn't help me for a down payment. Yeah. A little was, secret my brother did and I had to pay him back, but <laughs> don't tell FHA. Well, it, you know, word, <laughs> well, you know, getting a loan, it was a
1: gift. Well, you know, getting a break is, is a nice thing, you know. I mean, if I help or, you know, not if I helped him. I mean, when I help him to buy a house, I mean, I'll, I'll help him with, you know, kind of not charging him or, or doing the whole commission thing. But um, the rest he has to kind of come up, you know, himself. I mean, it's a rite of passage, you know.
0: So. yeah but there are a lot of loan programs out there we're going to get in the articles but there are a lot of loan programs out there if you are a first-time home buyer that you like if it's rural development you don't even have to put down a down payment you'll still have mm-hmm. other fees but just yeah. so know that um yeah. fha has lots of different um down payment programs where it's five percent ten percent you don't have to put down the full you know 20 percent. and then it's conventional actually has some um, uh, down payment assistant type things as too. well yeah so don't don't like feel like you have to put down the whole 20%. A lot of people get that wrong. Um my parents like told me like you have to save 20%. <laughs> then my friend bought her first house and I'm like, "How did you come up with the 20%?" And she was like, "I didn't." <laughs> I, didn't <know. laughs> I was like,
1: "Oh, what's this?" I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, if you ask around, you know, that that you know, lenders in the business of lending. So if the market starts trickling up because interest rates are going up. They're coming up with new programs to help people. Um, so you just kind of have to ask around and
0: there are programs out there for sure. You know, they're trying to bring back some of the older programs that kind of got us in trouble. I've seen some of these. Uh, I just, I got an email. The arms. It, it wasn't just the arms. It was, um, you know, if you are a, uh, you work for yourself and you, you know, you've stated income. Mm-hmm. They they were there was an advertisement for stated income loans. And I was like, oh.
1: mm-hmm.
0: yep that made me very nervous because that was what got us in trouble. Well, part of the reason that got us in trouble the last time with, so if it's starting now, that means that later on down the road, we need to be like looking to see what happens. Yeah, so if they're starting that now, that takes a good, what, I don't know, two, three years before we see the repercussions of that. I don't know, the last time though, it took almost 10 years to really see the repercussions of it because they were doing those loans way before the crash.
1: Yeah. So, well, you know, I mean, if I think the average time, you know, a homeowner keeps his home is, what, seven years? And uh, I think it actually increased from there. But so that's where the delay comes in, you know, so.
0: It was. um it was uh, like it was. Remember, it was like five years. Then it went up to seven years, and now it's going up even more. Yeah. You know, and that's like the whole uh, thing when they say, uh, you know, like, oh, they want to move Chats. so much. No, they don't. <laughs> they want to stay super in the house and they have forever."
1: Yeah. Oh, we got a super super
0: chat from Johnny O with a hundred dollars super chat. Thank you so much. I appreciate you supporting the channel. That helps us keep going every single week. If you guys don't know yet, I am on um, podcasting as well, so you can listen to me on the road. So you can. Uh, downloaded an Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasting needs. I'm there now. So that he's going to pull that up. Yep. There we go. And he's also going to pull up that first article where the question came up with the (laughs) $400,000. They made this sound like such a good thing. You know, like now if you could afford a payment of $2,500 and you can. Now, like these interest rates are going to really make it affordable for you. I'm like, so that's that's
1: principal interest, right? We're not even talking taxes, taxes, insurance, and, and oh, and HOA. Depending on where you live, that just kind of all make my head explode. Then after
0: <laughs> it was the other article, Eddie, that talked about the four hundred thousand. He's going to pull it up. I have all the tabs open, so he can only. Go, he's going in order. Normally, I put him in order, and I. I talked out of order, so that was my fault. <laughs> um, I uh, I was excited when I saw the the rates tick down under five. I was like, "Ooh, wow!" So here it is: Redfin affordability back, affordability is back, and is in September levels as rates fall.
1: Ooh, affordability is back. <laughs> I know, you know, and it's kind of funny right now. I mean, isn't it interesting that like five point nine nine sounds like a smoking deal? Um, had that happened, you know, last July, people would have gone, oh, you know. Yeah, but
0: I still, I don't think five point nine nine is a bad deal
1: for a loan. Uh, honestly, for a home loan, I don't think that's bad. Oh, it's not. But I'm just comparing to, you know, I oh, mean, yeah. just a painful path that we took over the last what eight months.
0: Yeah, hindsight is 2020 20 if you didn't get in, but let's just be realistic. There wasn't enough houses out there for anybody to buy, even if they could have bought at that time, you know, like there were a lot of people that were really genuinely trying to find a home at that specific time and could not find anything in their price range. And, guess and this what? Is where I'm nervous for the spring. So if the home Uh, interest rates are in the fives, somewhere in the fives, you're going to have a plethora, a wide assortment of younger people who are trying to get into their first home because they know the interest rates are going to fluctuate. We don't have enough of those types of homes that are under 400,000 available to them. And And I'm afraid that price is going to start driving up. That's what I'm fearful of.
1: So um, yeah, we're we're back. I mean, uh, our inventory compared to last year is up like 200%, but you can't really compare it. We have 700,000 people living in Colorado Springs. And last year, inventory um, in January was, I think, 544. Mm-hmm. And now it's 1900, which sounds like so much or 1600, whatever. But and I'm like, it's not enough. It's not enough. I just checked We have for 400. If you're looking for a house in Colorado Springs, at 400,000 or less. And and I just put the limit on it that it has to have at least 1000 square feet, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you have 180 houses to choose from. That's it.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Like if you broke down most MLSs, the, the inventory that's moving and still moving in very short are those houses that are under 400 or in my area 300,000 mm-hmm. there just is not a lot a lot out there 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 is more than there was a year ago but there isn't a lot and they're not building them in that price range either so that's where I'm
1: all no. nervous what, so they're, they- what they're building is townhomes in that price range here
0: so yeah <laughs> I want to. I want a house. Yeah, no, not connected. But if I was to have a, a townhouse that was like, oh, I'm sorry, like a duplex, and I owned one half, that'd be fine. Eddie, go ahead and put that article back up. I know I didn't. Yeah. Ta- I I didn't talk about it, but go ahead and pull that article back up because I, I. am Sorry, <laughs> Eddie was like that's been on the screen for too long. <laughs> All right, a home buyer on a two thousand five hundred uh, month bu- monthly budget can once again afford a four hundred thousand dollar home, but as Susanna just pointed out, if they didn't have to pay taxes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah. the average daily mortgage rate was five point nine nine on Thursday, and the uh, the first sub sub six average since mid September, according to M. A buyer with a $2,500 monthly budget can't afford to spend $35,000 more on a home than when the rates were at 7%. Buyers still have about $95,000 less in spending power than they did over a year ago. And there's nothing in that price range. Uh, for the first time in months, home buyers can afford a house, according to a new report. Redfin Technology, powered by a real estate broker, said the average daily mortgage rate is 5.99 on Thursday, um, to, according to Mortgage Daily uh, News. Daily, look at another way: a buyer with a $2,500 monthly payment can afford to spend about $35,000 more on a home now than they could when rates were at 7%. A Buyer on that budget through though still has about $95,000 less. Boy, they just repeat themselves in this freaking article. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, the lower rates are also bringing some home, some of those buyers back to the market. Pending home sales fell 23% from a year earlier during the four weeks ending in January 29th, the smallest decline since September, and an important. Um, improvement from November through the pending sales decline of 33% annually, Redfin said. I will say this that uh, first time home buyers have been fueling this market, the pending sales and closed sales for the last, what, four months. It's been new home buyers. It's not those people that are living in those uh, big, big homes, you know? true? Has that been true in your area of Colorado? Say that again. Have has the first time home buyers still been driving your market um, the last four months, or is it people that are moving up or down?
1: Um, you know, I I see a lot of move up um, activity because our prices are different. Um, I saw a lot of activity in the five and six hundreds. I mean, a lot. Um, but the, your median
0: is for what four, four fifteen, you said? Median is 445. 445, mm-hmm. so yeah. that would make sense because it was just one,
1: but yeah. It, and I think so they were ex-
0: selling a house to buy a new house,
1: um, yeah, or moving here. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. they were moving there, okay, because I was or, like, or selling and you know, trading up, even with the higher interest rates, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that's why it was specifically the 500 to 600s because I think. For anything under the five hundred, it was still kind of tight, you know, with with a five point nine nine. Even though, depending on which program you would choose, and you know what your credit score was, I mean, I've seen it as low as five point five. Oh, because they
0: were doing those buy like the two one buy down things.
1: The Gavi loans were were running about five point five at its lowest this week. Um, so. You know, I mean that that helped, but otherwise, I think the between the five and the six hundreds, they finally were able to say, okay, we can jump.
0: Mia's mommy has a question for you. It says, when you guys say buy down the rate, who determines or approves the buy down? The sellers, the lenders, or is it only for the new home, new builds, and developers?
1: For me or for you? No, I am asking you, and then, we'll, and then I'll throw my two cents. So, um, so there are different kinds of buy downs. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, a just a simple buy down of the rate, and um, you know, the seller might give you that money in terms of you know, seller uh, concessions. And um, then there is a two one buy down or three to one buy down where you're also getting money from the seller. Could also be the builder. Seller builder, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, that will help you um pay in the first year, um, you know, three percent less if it's a three to one, then the second year, two one, two percent less, one percent less, and you just kind of ease your way into a more expensive payment. And if the interest rates come down during this time, you can refinance, yeah, so.
0: yeah, that and then you can buy points, you can do all sorts of stuff. There's a million different ways you can buy down your rate, but you have to speak with your lender to see what works for you. And, um, so like uh, sometimes you can ask the sellers to do that, but again, you're going to have to have, make sure that that's something that the, your loan will allow you to do, you know, when they, if a seller's offering that doesn't mean necessarily you're going to be able to qualify it with the particular loan that you have. So just be careful. Yeah. Uh, You
1: still have to qualify for, for the full amount. Correct. And, um, Yeah, I mean, you know, there are some differences. And again, like Christina said, ask your lender, but there's some very distinct differences buy down versus two, one buy down. Um, You know, I prefer one over the other just because it protects my buyer a little bit more.
0: I want to ask the audience if they heard of a a buy down before uh, two years ago, (laughs) if they heard of a rate buy down before two years ago. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. put it in the comment section. Let me know if you had heard about it before, prior to uh, the last uh, year or so Uh question. One of my homes uh, I rent out has a 320 K in equity and my other home I live has a balance of 150 K. Would it be wise to refinance your, uh, the rental and pay off my home? Thank you. Great program. What's your, what's, what's your, uh, advice? Depends,
1: so uh, first of all, you know how much are you paying in interest for your hundred and you know y- y- your own home um i I wouldn't I wouldn't pay it off. Um, and with refinancing right now, uh, you're paying so much more um, i I wouldn't touch it probably.
0: if it was me. And I would take the equity from my rental house and hopefully you have it like in an LLC or something like that and go take that equity and buy another rental house. So you have another income producing property. That's what I would do.
1: (laughs) Yes. So in in Louisiana, tell me Mm -hmm. if I'm wrong, you're not allowed to get a HELOC on a rental. Otherwise, I would have said take your money, do a HELOC, home equity line of credit, take that money and use that. Correct. You cannot do that. But you're
0: you're not allowed to do that. You cannot do that. All right. We're I mean, there's all sorts of crazy stuff here in Louisiana. Inheritance law is probably the craziest. But whatever, you know. (laughs) We got good crawfish and we got some good crab cakes and And all all that good stuff. Yeah, you send me some. (laughs) That would ship (laughs) ship too good. Crab in the mail. Thank you. We got a super chat from living in Omaha with David. It says affordability is determined by payment interest rate, not by the price of the home. Of course, absolutely. But if we're talking about affordability being at right now, the median income, uh, median price home is at 383 at 5.99%. Most people that are making the median income here in the United States couldn't afford the median priced home. So not affordable in my opinion. In many areas, uh, in many, many areas, um, the median income can't afford a home. And that's tragic. That is to me that and I've been talking about this. I've been raising the alarm about this for like what the last four years, that we have an affordability problem. We're not building enough homes that would be for the first time home buyer. And those are the biggest group of people that are entering in the market right now. Yeah yeah, and they're older. They can't still can't find a home to buy. It's crazy. Crazy. (laughs) Thank you for the super chat, by the way. Thank you so much. Uh, M. pretty says, question, what is the average price for a home in Oklahoma? Oh. I bet you Eddie's gonna pull it up on the screen for me (laughs) because
1: I wouldn't know that off the top of my
0: head. What's the guess? Uh, and oklahoma, I, mean, I guess it would depend on where in oklahoma so Later, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking like oklahoma city probably about average price i'm, I'm guessing this is a total guess 320 i bet it's okay i was going to be
1: around 350 but you know i have no idea either total guess
0: so. and he's going to pull it up. I guarantee it. That's what he always does. <laughs> he knows that I don't know those off the top of my head, <laughs> but I know that, um, like Oklahoma has gotten extremely popular, you know, during the pandemic. And even after the pandemic, people are really, uh, moving to those areas. Another area where I read an article about this is that Maine used to have a decline of population because of the pandemic. They've had an increase of population, yep. making home prices go up. So a lot of the locals couldn't even afford to live there anymore, and they're moving to more rural areas. But now they genuinely have an increase in population. They're so excited about it. They think they did something, you know. Well, Not that there was a major pandemic that caused all that. But here we go. <laughs> um, the median price right now is uh, you're you're not telling me a price this isn't telling me a price eddie oh i don't know it's just saying yeah. it's up six percent yeah it's not saying the price <laughs> and he's like whoops <laughs> he thought he found something poor guy <laughs> wow. you keep no. looking for that eddie and i'll pull up this super chat that came in uh, CC moon said with a four 99 super chat. Thank you so much. CC moon, longtime subscriber to the channel says my brain is stuck on 2010 home prices. Me too. Can we, uh, we meet in the middle. My salary would need to, to almost double to be able to afford my house now. That's, that's and neat. that's one of those things I think about too. When I think about my first house I ever bought in Florida, I can, I couldn't, I couldn't afford it now, but I'm making more income now, oh. you know, like, yeah. I, I like that house. To me, in my opinion, w- was worth what I bought it for. But now it is way beyond what I believe it's worth. Even though, the, of course, the market did take us a price and tells you what it's worth. You know,
1: honestly, we we wouldn't be able to afford our house either. And mm-hmm. you know, one of the reasons we're not going anywhere, <laughs> so we're just staying where we are. We're part of the problem, you know, the inventory so one of my
0: clients in 2007 bought a house that was uh, a short sale and at the time everybody was giving them a bunch of guff like you would buy a house in this market This just crazy and she bought it for 135 and now it's worth 323 yeah. so
1: wow. yeah, ours was a short sale too yeah yeah all right let's see what
0: what is that that isn't a price The median home value is increased. It's not telling you a number, sweetie. (laughs) He's trying. (laughs) He's trying. Yeah, I couldn't afford it. I mean, like I couldn't afford my house now like the house that we live in. I mean, I could technically, but I don't I don't ever want to be house poor. And neither should you as a consumer of buying homes, never look at a house as like, well, I'm definitely going to make this much money when I go to sell it in 10 years. Because you never know what the market's going to do and don't become house poor. And I saw yeah. this in two thousand six people were buying humongous houses thinking they were going to use this as an atm machine they couldn't even afford to furnish it but they were like i'm just going to sell it in six months get a hundred thousand dollars and then i'm going to go into the next investment well we got to
1: that again
0: we did for a hot minute we did yeah we 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 didn't have the flippers this time they weren't the flippers it was the uh the big investor companies like um open door and all them and if they get hurt by it, I don't really care.
1: <laughs> I know. I hear you. But um, no, I mean, I, I, think, I think a lot of homeowners got used to, um, you know, just selling a house if they didn't like it and walk away with a ton of money. I know. You know, and, and those days are just over.
0: Some sellers were kind of snarky, too. They, you know, like some oh. of them were just, Oh. they thought they were sitting on a gold mine. Yep and rude. <laughs> Civil Guard K9 LLC has a question. It says with savings uh, rate below the 2008 credit card department approaching 1 trillion and automobile pre- repossessions escalating, when will the wheels fall off of this bud? <laughs> with you know, the housing market and this is like one of those things, like they all relate but housing always tends to remain stable. The only time that it really didn't was during 2007. I don't see this as a 2007 breaking point because of the fact, first of all, we just don't have enough houses on the market. When the 2008 crash happened in housing, we had an excess, a surplus of houses that were on the market. Construction was crazy. We've never seen construction ever rebound from when we did before. Yeah. So even if people were to lose their jobs today and go into the foreclosure process. It would never look like it did in 2008 because we just don't have that same supply of houses on the market. What do you say, Susanna?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think this is so different than what we had before. I know that consumer debt is on the rise and that's, I think one of the reasons why they're keeping such a keen eye on the unemployment rate. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I mean, for um, you know another month, we're in the same around the same range, three point four. It actually trended down a little bit. So um, yes, consumer debt still increases. Um, I think we'll just get into problems once we use our houses again as cash cows. You know, and just kind of pull the money out. I think it's not a bad idea to have a HELOC just in case things happen. Life happens, but to just kind of be spending it on shoes and purses is probably not a good idea. Never use so your house in yes. in at an ATM.
0: It's not so yes. in the lottery with your equity in your, in your house. And that's what a lot of people didn't understand in the last crash. They were using it to remodel a house and all this other stuff, but you know, it, you got to pay it back. You got to pay and it back. You got to pay it back. And HELOCs are fantastic if you know how to use it properly. Yep. And if you can't, can if you know that you're the kind of person that cannot control themselves when you think that you know you got money in your hand, and it burns a hole. Don't do it. Don't no. do it. Be responsible. Um, Cece Moon with a dollar ninety nine super chat. It says Phoenix used to be dirt cheap 10 years ago. Not anymore. Yeah. Phoenix used to be Las Vegas used to be Orlando, Florida used to be um, even Austin, Texas, which is now like really high. Now they've had a decrease um, in, in home prices, but it's not pre pandemic levels. Like people were predicting it was going to be.
1: Isn't that one of the big losers supposed to be uh, one of the four cities um, they're gonna have the
0: they're gonna have more of a um, a correction than other areas because of the fact they had a lot more new construction.
1: Um, mm.
0: if, if you have a lot of new construction in your area, you're gonna see home prices being reflective of that. And if you live in an area that had very little home construction, then you're not gonna see as many um, house price reductions.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Katie, uh, k Doc, Ray. I hope I said that right. All right. Question. Are they bringing back uh, negative amortization loans, a recipe for RE disaster, especially if the loan is based off a stated income? No proof. That was the email I got this week that was saying that they wanted, if you got somebody, bring them to us. I I don't know what the credit... Uh, requirements are going to be for that. I don't know what they're going to do as far as uh, making sure that what they were saying is valid. Um, because last time, I mean, I swear, I, I think they just skimmed over your taxes. So I don't know what the requirements are going to be and what kind of um, you know underwriting will go through for that specific loan. But I got that in my email box and I, my stomach turned. <laughs>
1: I, I haven't seen it yet, so I, I hope I'll forward if, it to you. <laughs> I hope if that they're very diligent about
0: it. <laughs> yeah, it is a recipe I'll for deliver. disaster though. Though like if they don't do it right, it will be a, a recipe for disaster. It will take some time before we ever see the uh what is it, the repercussions. That was the word I was looking super for. Super chat. Thank you. Ooh, we, we got a super chat. Whoa, super chat, good. thank you. Crayler made says with a $2 super chat, where do you see the Nashville market going? Um, Nashville's had a big increase over, uh, that period of time, but I, I believe Nashville is one of those areas that they don't predict is going to see a big decrease in pricing. They, because they've had such an influx of people moving to that area Mm -hmm. and the most affordable homes are still going to be the biggest problem for anybody trying to buy their first house, especially in Nashville. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It says with the rising inventory, no longer days on the market conditions will be easier for buyers, says Brad Copeland, 2023 president of the greater Nashville, greater Nashville realtors. And for sellers, he says it's going to be getting the property in great condition and pricing accurately will be uh, the key to marketing. The the market will balance out. So I'm just I'm going to say it's very similar to here in Baton Rouge. That, you know, if you're in the higher price point homes, you're probably going to have a lot easier time finding a house that you want, and you're going to have a lot more selection. If you're in that first time home buyer pricing, the lower end pricing, you're going to have a very hard time, very hard time. And it's going to be super competitive because um, there's so, so many, so many more buyers wanting to get into that, uh, get into a house right now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so That's yes. so, Nothing sounded like I had a hiccup. <laughs> Super, Jack. <oops. laughs> <Chat. laughs> Isaiah C said, uh, "What do you think interest rates will go back down to the threes? What do you
1: think, Susanna?" Never. You don't think ever? Oh, not for a long time. I don't think they'll go down to three percent anymore, unless, well, <laughs> we have another pandemic or um, black swan, something like that. But honestly, at this point, I don't think. I don't think they're going down to three again.
0: The only way I could see them going to threes again is if the housing market was in big trouble, you know, yes. where there, there just wasn't enough buyers and this, there was a flood of sellers to hit the market. Do I think it will happen this year? Absolutely not. Nope. No. I
1: don't think no, Not. For, I I just don't think for a while. I mean, the latest that I had heard is that, um, you know, the goal is really to stay around that five, six percent. Mm-hmm. But we'll see i don't have a
0: crystal ball no but i don't my prediction is that it won't be be there i mean um yeah i don't i don't see it this year i don't see it happening (laughs) christina you don't like tiny homes i do like tiny homes oh my gosh i love tiny homes and you know what i'm gonna say this valerie i i don't know if you were the one but somebody put a question on one of my videos saying that i didn't like tiny homes the I actually love them. There's a couple titles that say why I can't buy a tiny home and another one that says what I hate about tiny homes. I absolutely love a tiny home. I think it's a great way for people that are looking for a house, apartments are too high and they can't afford a home. So this is something they can do and have for themselves for a period of time. They're movable. You can put them in different locations. Um, It gets people out of that rental rat race and it's theirs. It's their home that they can have. In matter of fact, for many years, tiny homes. Homes didn't have any appreciation value. And of course, over the pandemic, every, it had an appreciation Absolutely. value. Yeah. So yeah, no, they're tiny homes. There is a home for everybody. Not everybody wants a tiny home, but there's definitely a market for it, obviously, or nobody would buy them. They're fantastic for like, if you wanted to have like a mother-in-law suite and you got a one bedroom tiny home, but in the backyard for your, for your mom, they've, uh, like these little granny flats that are one bedroom homes that don't have the loft up above. It would just be one flat thing. No, I actually love tiny homes. I, I don't not love them <laughs> at all. Yep. I'm a big proponent of tiny homes, manufactured homes and modular homes. I talk about them often. All right. DVCW says, question, any concern of climate change impacting inventory as well as causing migration? In Washington state, my hometown was impacted last year and seeing old neighborhoods moving closer to the inland. What is your, what do you have to say? Cause you have fires
1: out there in Colorado. Yeah, we do. It hasn't kept people from coming or from rebuilding at all. Um, yeah, we had two huge wildfires in town, ta- almost in town, pretty much, um, 10 years ago. Um, I I think the whole f- flood is probably, I could see where that would be scarier, where people start moving a little bit more inland, but I, I Florida still is, you know, super desirable. People move there and the, neither the hurricanes nor any kind of water, you know, climate issues are impacting it,
0: right? Right. So here in Louisiana we have a flooding issue. And there and you the FEMA or the National Flood Insurance is national. And they will only cover you up to so many times and then they say you can't build any here anymore. There's been plenty of restaurants that have been flooded, built, rebuilt, flooded, rebuilt, flooded, rebuilt and then the third time They're like, we're cashing you out and that's it. Nothing can be built in this location again. Mm -hmm. And if you drive down, like when you're going through like some of the bayou areas, you'll see like all these, you know, restaurants that are completely closed down. And that's because the national flood insurance says no. And then um, a lot of people that live on the bayou can't even have insurance on them or they try Mm -hmm. to sell it and people try to buy it and the flood insurance is too high. So you have to sell this cash. Yeah, You have to sell those cash. And then some areas in Baton Rouge, they'll say, well, we can, you can rebuild, but you have to put it on piers. But that wasn't even, this was the craziest thing. They would tell one, one house, you have to put it on piers. So those people put it on piers. Then they tell the next one, no, you don't have have to go in these neighborhoods. Then some of them are three feet in the air and the other ones are on the ground. It looks terrible, (laughs) terrible. So yeah, I do, I do believe that there's going to be some areas, especially here in, um, some low-lying areas that will never have homes on it again. And it does
1: force them to yeah. move
0: inland. Well,
1: the areas. I mean, truth be told, it's not the climate thing necessarily, but we do have landslide areas where they say the same thing. You can't build here anymore.
0: You know, so yeah, done. Living in Omaha had a, uh, has a comment, it says, I wish the crash would hurry up and happen so those, cr- so the housing crash bros will stop making the content. <laughs> yeah, we, I always call them the housing the house of- yeah, bros. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: well, they, you know, they get a lot of clicks. They have made cash. I had um, Sir Ashley on here last week and they, he put up a screenshot and one of the housing crash bros, he makes $55,000 a month making housing crash videos. Wow, like we're doing something wrong, huh? I'm well, that kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you don't have to be right. You just got to get people to watch, you know? That's you true. can make up whatever you want as long as people wa- are watching, you know? Eventually at some point they will be right, you know, just like anything, you know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, CC Moon has a question says a uh, scary super chat voice Mortal Kombat finisher. <laughs> because <laughs> every time i and cc i'm gonna tell you every time i hear like when i saw super chat i always I heard in my brain super chat and super then so chat. i said to somebody i'm like if you can make that into a a, a sound bite, let me know and people said it to me so <laughs> there you go <laughs> and pretty has a, a question that says is is inventory up
1: year over year, year, over I, year. I don't even know nationally where we what we are
0: uh, for number, for January. Ooh, wow. Number of homes for sale has increased 65% compared to last year. As as alarming as that sounds, it's normal. Like we're at normal levels. We're like like where we should be anyway. The number of uh number of unsold homes including homes that are under contract has increased 13.1% compared to last year. Uh the home sellers are less active this year. That's because they're not putting on their house on the market when they have a 2.5% interest rate. Um, not enough. Yeah, fewer homes are being listed compared to last year. Median home price for homes has increased with all the extra inventory. The median import, uh, price home has increased 8.1% annually. That wasn't what the housing crash bros said. They said it was going to go tank 40%. What happened? 40%. <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. Uh, homes are uh, spending about 70, 75 days on the market. That is normal. 75 de- days on the market is normal. What do you have in Louisiana? <laughs> um, prior to the pandemic, it was between 45 to 65 days on the market. Oh,
1: okay. What was yours? Um, I just know what January was. <laughs> Uh, right now. And we're at, we're at 50. Yeah. That's, we're at 50. We're, we're up from last year, 14.
0: <laughs> I know when people see that, that percentage that, you know, oh my gosh, the inventory is 65% up from last year. But when the inventory was literally like at 5% <laughs> for yeah. the whole entire country, I mean, of course it's
1: going to go up. Um, it sounds super scary, but it... Uh, like like I said earlier, you know, we are up, I think it's like 201% compared to last year, which sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. But compared to where we were, I mean, it's, yeah, it's still
0: You ridiculous. need to compare it to prior to the pandemic. Yeah. If you compare it to those numbers, we're still short. We're yeah. actually still short the yeah. amount of homes that should be on the market. So, uh Peter has a question. It says, what is the median sales price in Colorado Springs at the peak of the market last year? What was the highest? It was so
1: median. I don't have off the top of my head, but I know that the average um, high was uh, the average home sales price in May. Well, in April was the highest at 561,000.
0: So it went down almost like a hundred, almost a hundred thousand. from last year. Yeah. But but it should have.
1: Well, and the average, the average in January was 525.
0: Oh, you've gone down quite a bit since January.
1: Super chat. Thank you.
0: Um, Super chat. Thank you. (laughs) LMR4545241 with a $10 super chat. Thank you so much. If you have a question, please put it in the chat and I will gladly answer your question. Thank you so much Helps the channel. A Milton 10 says, Christina Susana from uh, Brazil here. It's 26 Celsius there. Which 26 Celsius in Fahrenheit? I don't know my, my us Americans, we don't know our Celsius um, with our Fahrenheit.
1: (laughs) Is it like 87?
0: I don't know. It's probably the same temperature here.
1: Hot. Hot. Yeah, we finally have 67 degrees outside.
0: Sharon Grouse has a question. Any idea uh, Any idea on Central Florida continuing to blow up? Do you have any uh, input on that, my friend? Nope. I sure can you tell are. you something from my perspective because I used to live in Orlando and I do have some friends out there. If you want to know more about Orlando and that specific market with more details, go to Ken Posack's channel. But from my personal experience with uh, Orlando, it is an emotional run Uh, market so whenever they people see that interest rates are going down they will go crazy and they're like we got to buy 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 but soon as that yeah but soon as like anybody says oh it's gonna go to you know like everything's gonna crash in any moment people are like oh my gosh don't buy anything they're very emotionally wrong is that how they say it yes Yes, they go. Oh my gosh! And they they clutch their pearls.
1: <laughs> they clutch their pearls and they say,
0: "Oh my gosh, I'm not buying anything." Are you crazy? Don't buy in this market. It's not that kind of market. <laughs> yeah, it's emotionally run. And the thing is, is there's been a lot more investors in the Orlando area than there ever has been in any time in history. So we, you know, it's a tourist run area. So a lot of investors have invested in Airbnbs and vacation properties. Yeah. The thing that's been interesting in this specific time that we had the big blow up of, of real estate is that baby boomers that normally would have sold their house in up north and bought down, you know, taken that equity and bought in Florida, they've bought two properties. And that's, wow. that's different. They baby boomers have two properties. Now they are not selling like they had in years past. Oh yeah. Well, and, and they said that like, there was supposed to be this big silver tsunami, which always makes me laugh. The silver tsunami that like all these uh, baby boomers were going to be selling their smaller homes or their, you know, the homes that they raised their kids in. And they're going to like, take that equity and, mo- and move down to Florida. Well. They have accumulated enough wealth to go ahead and keep that house they raised their kids in and buy a couple vacation homes on top of it all. So, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I don't, I don't, uh, in 2007, when that market started to fall apart in Orlando, it was hit hard because, again, it's an emotionally run market. And it was, it was like somebody turned off the lights one day. Once, when, when, I mean, it was still moving, but it was, wow. it was, it was palpable. You could, drive down the road and you knew the market had shifted yeah. and I wasn't even a real estate agent at that time. And wow. I knew, and uh, yeah, so uh, it, it doesn't have as much new construction as it did back then.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, in the, in, in the uh, inner parts of Orlando, but on the outskirts, you can probably see a lot more uh, deals out there. Flame, Flame Fred said, That's a cool screen name, flame Fred. question. Trying to move to another state, live in a condo currently. Should we put our small down payment on a new home and keep the condo as a rental or sell it and use the profits to pay down or uh, pay down the new mortgage? Depends on,
1: you know, what your financial situation looks like. I'm a huge proponent of keeping real estate, but it depends on, well, you know, how much, how much you actually pay, can you afford to keep the other one? How much are you getting in rent for your condo? Um, It has to make financial sense to you. And unfortunately, you know, unless I have more details, I, I wouldn't be able to really tell you. Again, I'm a huge proponent of keeping real estate, but, you know, it's different for everyone
0: this is when you want to talk to a financial advisor, but I am also one to keep your real estate. I will say this. If you do plan on keeping that condo, um, I would put that condo in an LLC. So you have, it's separated. It's, you know, this is your income producing property and that's its own company. And then you have your, uh, your new house. That's under your name. That's what I would tell you to do. You're, you talk to your tax person about that, your accountant. So that way you can do it and do it. Right. So, uh, Charlton Zimmerman says, um, question, with all the storms in California Midwest, do you see a migration to the Northeast and buy
1: homes? (laughs) Well, the Northeast has actually been pretty hot last year, I think, Uh uh, in terms of people moving there. Um, I agree with the National Association of Realtors that uh, Midwest is going to stay. Oh, it's going to, yeah, stay strong or, you know, become even stronger. Not sure about the, you know, the Northeast because they've been pummeled pretty well, too.
0: But. I don't know of anywhere that has like a perfect weather. Yeah.
1: Like if we're going to be honest,
0: there isn't a state that has perfect weather. You know, we all have our problems. We have flooding here in Louisiana with hurricanes. We have an occasional tornado. You go to the Midwest, they have tornadoes and storms and weird stuff with, with us, like what? sand clouds and dust storms and they've got their home problems. Every area has their issues and then people say well Phoenix well God forbid if Phoenix Arizona gets a big uh, rainstorm then they fly water you know? I water.
1: would they probably wouldn't mind getting a rainstorm.
0: Right. And then and then you talk about like some of the areas that are like in Utah and stuff and that's dependent on the water coming down the Colorado and like, oh, now they're not getting enough water and some of Lake Mead is being dried up and everywhere has its issues. Um, If there's going to be a migration, um, you know, there's going to be no place that's utopia. That's for sure. In Maine, a rare influx of new residents. I was telling you about this earlier, new arrivals over the uh, over the last few years have fueled hopes for population growth, but workers increasingly struggle to find a house in the market is gone uh, the housing market gone wild. I, I know that's I was <laughs> Eddie and I were talking about this. Oh, uh, this is a whole story about it. What, what, uh, where did this come from? Eddie? what's the article? Where is it from? He's gonna put that at the top of the screen. But yeah, if you want to read that story about that, it's really interesting because uh I mean I'd love to live in I'd love to live in Maine. I don't know if you've been up there during no, the uh ne- summer. never
1: have. Would love to go. It's I'm pretty sure it's really cold.
0: <laughs> go go in the summer. <laughs> the winter you will not
1: you will have frostbite. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it gets cold here too. It yeah. gets cold here too, but you know, it gets cold and then it gets warm. We just go up and down temperature wise. So
0: it's nice. That story from, uh, that Eddie was uh, showing on the screen was from the New York times talking about Maine, New York times. Thank you so much, Edward. If anyone doesn't know, Edward is the, uh, producer Eddie's in the background. No one ever sees him. He just puts up his stuff on the screen. He's also, uh, the cutest husband in the whole entire world. (laughs) My cute (laughs) husband, by the way, (laughs) not Susanna's. You can't have him. Susanna. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, what uh what is the duplex supply in baton rouge so if you go um towards lsu that's probably the, the one place you're going to find duplexes because around ascension parish livingston parish there just isn't there isn't much to begin with like in ascension i can't even tell you if there there might may be maybe a handful of duplexes throughout the whole entire parish you're not going to find anything how much are duplexes there and don't worry where where it's at i mean honestly the closer you get to lsu the more expensive they're going to get like
1: what
0: uh it depends i've been like there i can't even give you a specific price because they're so they're not um they're so far and few between Mm -hmm. and it could like you could go down one street and the let's just say it's 325 for the duplex you go down the next section because there isn't anything in between then and that's 875 and and it's the same floor plan and you don't understand why it's just the closer you are to LSU the more expensive it's going to be and it depends on what they offer and what amenities and everything else yeah so if it was me and I had the cash I would buy a uh, duplex near LSU (laughs) I totally would yeah they rent like crazy but just know that the people that are renting are college students so Oh, yep.
1: 78 degrees. Thank you. Byron. Thank you,
0: Byron, for, for our Celsius to Fahrenheit.
1: Because <laughs> we don't know. I was
0: off eight degrees. <laughs> uh Sapphire X Wind says, I have an older family member who's holding a house in North Tampa uh, that is empty, has a pool, three bedrooms, three baths, it is currently empty and needs a lot of work. Uh built in 1986. Would it be smart? uh for them to finally sell what do you think
1: yeah i would talk to
0: a local real estate agent in that area i have i'm actually connected with several in that tampa area so if you have any questions and you want to talk to me about it you can go to my website um christinasmallhorn.com fill out with a referral form and i'll give you a call and i'll connect you with the uh, agents out there in north tampa and they'll be honest with you too if they think that like you know Sometimes when you sell a house just by adding something as simple as painting a room or painting the front door and cleaning out some flower beds, first of all, it gets your house sold a lot faster. And secondly of all, it can add a little bit more to your bottom line in, in selling it because it's Absolutely. less maintenance for the new person buying it. So uh, just those simple things. If they don't have the time or the money to invest in that, I would... Uh, just see what they have to say. I would just see what they have to say. I would strongly. Well, suggest it's not that. a good idea
1: though to have houses, um, you know, just just be vacant. I think that's no. extremely hard on on homes. Um, that's why I, I, you know, I would recommend unless you have somebody move in there, and pay you, you know, just don't leave it vacant. Plus, you get maybe squatters in there, which wouldn't be a good idea either. Super chat.
0: Geneva Waldridson with a 999 Super Chat. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. helping support the channel. That's always very welcoming. Next week, did you know a Super Bowl Sunday? Wow. I know. I have Matt Kelderman coming on. If you guys don't know him, he's out of the Dallas Fort Worth market. And uh he's gonna be talking to me. I I he came on last uh last uh Super Bowl and he was amazing. If you have any questions, everybody, just go ahead and put them in the chat and Eddie will put them up on the screen. You know that we got um, over 400 people on the uh, live stream, but there's only like 154 likes. Make sure you hit that like button. It would be really helpful. <laughs> people are laughing at my super chat. Uh, super chat.
1: Uh, was a Yeah, somebody did that for me. What the it's awesome. I know. You get all these awesome things. You got, you know, the mug. I like big mugs.
0: I like big mugs and I cannot lie. Yes. I came from a subscriber too. My subscribers are good to me. Look at that. Yeah. (laughs) Byron's question. Is it tough for service workers to buy a house? Absolutely. In my area it is. Is it for you and your area?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, uh, service providers. Yes. And it's, it's a matter of, of, you know, same thing, you know, affordability, you know, so
0: I will say if you are a teacher, a firefighter, a, um, first aid EM, like all those, um, police officer, every single city has some kind of program for you to yes. p- buy a house. So if you are one of those, you know, community growing careers in your area and you think you can't afford a house, there may be a program that will allow you to be able to purchase a house. So don't think that all hope is lost. Go speak to a lender, a local lender, one that understands those programs. Don't go to one of the big national brands, go to a local lender because the big national brands don't know what those programs are. They're not going to know what your city
1: is for a teacher. County county programs and and so on. Yeah. It's so crazy. Do you know if the hot home store still has these good neighbor programs? So back in the day, they would sell the HUD-owned homes, uh, homes to teachers and policemen for 50% off. They just had they just required to stay in the houses for a certain amount of time. Do you know if they still have that?
0: I would have to. Look, I haven't caught up on HUD Home Store when it comes to that, but um, I know that they have increased the amount of days that the house was on the market that was open to a uh, home, owner-occupant before mm-hmm. an investor can make a bid on Oh, off.
1: okay. That's good.
0: Yeah. So just to keep that up. Uh, and Pretty has another question. So inventory's up while listings are down and days on the market is longer year over year. What does that mean overall?
1: Inventory is not up enough. Um, people are still sitting on their homes. If they have to sell, there's usually... A very generally still a very specific reason like job change familial status change things like that Um, so yeah and and it's longer year over year because we're just not as nuts anymore i mean you know 10 actually we had a 1.9 days on market you know having having it on the market 50 days actually allows you to go back and take a second look at a house but you know even now i'm running into multiple offers and yeah inventory is up but just not enough yeah
0: and especially if you're in that affordable housing price range those houses even though uh on average the housing is up what is it how many days do they stay on the market 65 days or 70 days something like that yeah
1: yeah that's
0: uh i can guarantee those houses that are under 400,000 they're probably like 30 days and uh, we just don't have enough houses for in that affordable range. We just don't. And to have the houses uh, year over year longer on the market, if you take those same numbers we have today and then compare them to the numbers of 2019, that's going to be more realistic than comparing it to the last two years where we had this gigantic boom. Um, we were, I mean, that was unhealthy. The the housing market for two years was very unhealthy
1: and and i don't want sellers to get the impression that right now is you know th- that they need to sit on their houses i mean it's it's in um real estate is very local you need to talk to somebody in your town but uh if you know if and if it's the same somewhat the same you know in in several states i think right now uh if you have a house that is well prepared well presented and well priced it it will say a sell. It just won't sell in seven, seven days. days.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 And sellers are gonna have to be realistic in the fact that they can't show their house like garbage. Like make your beds, clean your dishes, yes, mop your floors, you know, pick up your dirty underwear, don't be gross, you know. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> they didn't care. They knew that
0: anybody would buy it. They didn't care. Yeah. They didn't care. I I understand. If you don't have to, why do it? But don't be gross. You know, nobody (laughs) wants to see your dirty drawers. (laughs) Christina doesn't. I'm sure Susanna does it. So So, so that's what that means. That's what it means overall. Um, We just, we're going to be looking at uh, just a more balanced, normal market for a period of time question i want to build a diy barn dominium kit Ooh, congratulations uh is there a national one-stop shop can got me through the real estate uh loan permit process i feel so overwhelmed well you're gonna have uh the problem is is that every state is going to have different it's different uh, requirements when it comes to your bar dominium if you're in the state of texas you're probably going to have the easiest time to find a one-stop shop but most of them you're going to have to go to each individual bar dominium place because they'll have their own financing department within there but if you're working with a bar dominium builder they should be doing the whole permitting process but if you're doing a diy kit i would look at zip kit homes and see if they have something that would be who i would look at I don't know where you're building at, but ZipKit Homes has a really good um, product. Very good. It's a, I think they're out of Utah. Matter of fact, maybe Colorado and Utah. I love, I love me a zip kit home. They're beautiful. <laughs> Question. Wife and I are looking at modular homes to build after finding a, your channel. Great videos, by the way. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> are.
1: Oh,
0: thank you. <laughs> Due to prices here in the Pacific Norwe- Northwest still being high. What is a trend in most places? Um, modular homes. There is a confusion at one time more less per square foot than the average home that we put on the market but the cost of building materials and everything else now they're in line with typical home construction what makes them l- less expensive is first of all they get put up a lot quicker so you don't have that build time uh, that normally would take to build a house so normally it would, let's just say it would take six months to build a custom home you can have that done in two and a half months with a modular home because they're just c- connecting those pieces together um, the amount of people that can put those homes together uh, is dwindling. And that's where a lot of that price comes in because you have to hire a specialist. And so those specialists cost more money. They're not just like, you know, they can't go around the corner and pick up some random people on the Home Depot to put together a modular home because it needs to be done correctly. So yeah, they're going to be about the same price as building a normal home. The, the difference is, is that the quality of your home that you have built with Modular construction most likely is going to be a higher build quality, lasting longer, and it's going to be 10 times more energy efficient than a typical uh, stick-built traditional home.
1: That's interesting.
0: Can you tell that I've I've said that a few times? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I love a modular home. I like there's two two ideas I have. Well, I have several ideas, but for retirement. But I my next home, if I if we leave this house, will be a modular home. There's no doubt about it, especially here in Louisiana, and because the type of home like this little office is built with these uh, modular panels. It's mm-hmm. not a modular home per se, but these are the modular panels. They don't mold. So if we had a wow. flood that came through, it wouldn't mold. And that's what I plan on doing. You know, if we were going to move, that's what we're, I'm going to put the house on stilts cause so the water can flow underneath it. And I'm going to use these panels. And even um, those uh, foldable homes that I have
1: shown, the boxable houses, those walls do not flood. Wow. Yeah, I, I no, do not mold, to... do not mold. Sorry. I want to see one of those printed homes, you know, where they kind of just do the concrete. I've never, I, I've, I just saw like some YouTube videos. I'm like, I, I need to see this. Yeah. The problem, there's a problem with uh,
0: printable homes. And I'm going to put it to you this way You print a house, right? You print it. What happens if there's a problem with that house in the future? Like you have a plumbing issue and it's yeah. all the way together like toothpaste, right? Yeah. So you, now you've cut a, you have to cut it in the wall of cement. Mm-hmm. to pull out that prob- plumbing problem. How are you going to patch that to make it look perfect? I don't I don't know enough it's, about it. I think it's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. But the cement, you know, you would have to mix that cement perfectly in order for it to match perfectly. Yeah. So if you did have a problem, because you, you watch people, they can't even drywall patch, you know, like, you know where the <laughs> patch was. Can yeah. you imagine that with a 3D printed home? I mean, that's just one of the many problems, right? And not only that, you have to have a special engineer, just like you would for a modular home. Absolutely. They are very expensive. And the crew that you has to uh, do that entire pour is special. So you have to pay them extra. The ship, the printed material, the printed uh, machine is over four tons. That's expensive. I, I don't think we're there yet. If they no. were to do oh, an no, no. entire neighborhood with the 3D printed homes, fantastic. But we're just not there yet. We're not there yet. Laura C. Lauren C. said, I'm selling my rental in an affordable range. Uh, day seven on the market I have received multiple offers. Awesome. Uh, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I talked to my friend Jackie Baker out of New Jersey, and she said, The people that are in that first time home buyers, she said, We are seeing multiple offers, and we have not, like, it's been, it was like crazy ever since the rates have been tink- tinkering down since, you know, they went up so high. We were like right at the eights. And she said, then it was like deadsville and it made her nervous. But as soon wow. as they went back down again, people started buying again. Yep.
1: They come,
0: they just rise. <laughs> just rise. Construction, uh, Crony <laughs> says someone say drywall. Yeah. Well, he does a lot of drywall and on his channel, they call it gypsum in, in, Cal- uh, Canada, <laughs> Canada, <Yeah>. Canada. <laughs> In Canada. <laughs> I am going to try to attempt to speak your screen name, Aruka Poco Puka, Aru Aruka Puka. (laughs) All right, I tried. (laughs) Thank you. Zip kit, isn't it? Um, doing anything kits at the moment? Oh, they're not doing any kits at the moment. Oh poop, I, I tried. Yeah. (laughs) That's all right. That's all right. But you know what? If anybody needs any help in the uh, Colorado area, right there where Susanna is, Colorado Springs, you can go ahead and reach out to her because she is on YouTube too. Do you put a lot of
1: content on there? Not yet. I'm working on it. Um, You have
0: said that for a year now, Susanna. I know, but I also
1: do business on the side. Uh, But yeah, so... Uh, I'm trying, working on it. Look, three hours ago, posted a video.
0: <laughs> Congrats. I'm proud of you. Good job. Good job, my friend. Yeah, so if you want to know more about Colorado, go over to her channel. Give her a little subscribe. Check out her videos. She's one of my bestest friends. I love her. <laughs> if you need a... Um, a real estate agent in your specific area, not in Colorado Springs, go over to my website, christinasmallhorn.com. Go ahead and fill out that referral form and I will get back with you. Please, please, for the love of whole, everything holy, please put your phone number. Cause I cannot call you. if You don't put <laughs> your phone number every, like I, I would say 50% of you put the phone number, but I, I like talking to people shockingly enough <laughs> who knew I like to talk. <laughs> And I want to hear what you have to say. And I want to, uh, I like hearing from you guys. So make sure you fill that, that phone number part out. So, and don't forget if you haven't yet and you want to hear us on in the car on the way to work or while you're working out, go to uh, Spotify or uh, Apple podcasts or wherever in Start listening to me there. You can you can hear us. Have all this great conversation. We will be here next week for Super Bowl Sunday. I would not miss it. I have a really good time every single Super Bowl Sunday. And I have to tell you guys, this is probably one of my most favorite shows that I've had so far, the start of 2023. This has been fantastic.
1: Yeah, always have a good time.
0: That's yeah, cool. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: yeah. And I want to say thank you to our moderators who have always kept this chat really great. And I also want to say a special thank you to all of our... Uh, super chatters, we had a bunch of you guys today, and that is very helpful to all of us. It, it pays for good cameras, good microphones, and uh, keeps the lights on. I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you so much. You have a fantastic weekend, everybody. <gasps> bye <Bye-bye>! bye. <laughs> uh, hopefully, Eddie will put on some cool, cool music, and we can dance our way out. Let's see. I'm listening. Let's see if yeah. you can put some good music on. Oh, Here we go. go. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras music. Oh, when when, when is that happen? Now. Now wow? you see the background. Yeah, that's that's why you see the background. It's Mardi Gras time. Oh, wow. So cool. with it? This is just one week, several weeks. Getting a, a king cake. I should have a king cake next week. Oh, look. The left eagles playing Kansas City. And, and then? the color. I think I'm going to go to Kansas City. I have no idea why. I'm just picking it's better looking. I'm going nothing.